Hello, you're listening to From the Bibliophiles, a science podcast discussing how storytelling succeeds in communicating difficult science concepts. I'm your host and interviewer, Kenna Castleberry. If you're a new listener, you can find our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other places. Be sure to give us a five-star review if you like our show. If you enjoyed today's episode, like it and share it with your friends. This episode features an exclusive interview with Heidi Olinger, the founder and CEO of Pretty Brainy, a Colorado organization that empowers young girls and women to pursue careers in the STEAM field. STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. Heidi is also the author of Leonardo's Science Workshop, an interactive book for children discussing the inventions of Leonardo da Vinci. If you want to find out more about Heidi's work, you can visit her website, www.prettybrainy.com. That's P-R-E-T-T-Y-B-R-A-I-N-Y.com. Now for the interview. What made you want to write a book about Leonardo da Vinci and his work, especially for kids? What made me want to write this was I got a fabulous invitation from um, a really fabulous editor named Judith Cressy. And Judith Cressy, uh, in a couple of very succinct um, but colorful statements, told me her vision for the project and said, of course, I'd like you to write this science book. Um, So it was Judith's brainchild. Wow, that's amazing. And I I was just going to ask if it was difficult for you to write a children's book. No, it wasn't. It wasn't at all difficult for me to write uh, a children's book. And I should say for everyone listening that um, this book is broadly for middle grade young people. And our publisher, Quarto, is looking at the middle grades pretty broadly. It can go down as young as 10 and as high as age 14. Wow. Um, Now, there are some parents who have opted to to bring Leonardo's Science Workshop home for some of their, their children who are younger than 10 as well. Um, because the, the concepts and the projects apply to younger students, too. Sure, absolutely. Um, so it wasn't difficult for me to do because I think that I had gotten Judith's attention from having written the STEM of fashion design. And okay. I did that independently on my own when a school district was looking for a book a textbook to fit a curriculum that I had come up with on the STEM of fashion design. And and I was in a meeting with this school district and they said, you do have a book for this whole thing, don't you? And lying through my teeth, I said, yes, of course <laughs> I do. Um, and they said, that's good because we have textbook review in two weeks and we'd love to see your book on the selection table. Wow. So I went home and over the next two weeks pretty much worked around the clock to get the book done and um, printed locally and, um, you know, did the whole thing with, with the ISBN and the barcode and the Library of Congress and, and 
art um, permissions, did the whole thing in two weeks. And um, most of those days when I was doing that project would end about 3 a.m. and I would start again at 7 a.m. Um, and it was worth it. And, and the graphic desk got it on the textbook table. Um, and that was for, again, for um, late elementary and middle school young people. And I think it was because of that book that, you know, I, I proved I had the chops and I had been developing our projects for young people, mostly girls, through Pretty Brainy. And so I think that, um, I, I think I was a great choice to write Leonardo's science workshop because of all of that. That's incredible that you were able to write a complete textbook in two weeks. I find that so astounding. Wow. When you have the motivation, it's going to happen. You know, when you have the drive. Yeah. have the whole vision and have some experience in your back pocket, you can pull it off. Did you have, uh, before writing that textbook, did you find you had more of a history of STEM and fashion, or, or was it more kind of a new project for you, learning new things? It wasn't brand new. I had two things that served me well. One was that I started working in publishing after I earned my bachelor's degree, and that was in journalism, and I worked in publishing for a number of years. And knowing the whole process and having edited a lot of science and technical manuscripts served me, served me very well. And then doing the STEM of fashion design was a project that I had started about three and a half years before I wrote the textbook. I had been running workshops on the STEM of fashion design and had quite a bit of, of curricular materials um, for anything from a 45-minute workshop to three hours. So I was pretty ready to go to write that book. That's awesome. No, that's that's really helpful to have that background already. As far as Leonardo's science workshop goes, what was the research process like for writing that book? I know that's a broad question. I apologize. Well, it started with no, it's okay. So, so the first part of it is they asked me to come up with a um, an outline of the full manuscript, and could I could I you know deliver that within I think it was ten days to me to fill in their broad idea of what the book would be, and for me to come up with some specifics. Then, um, I did have to go back and research. Um, some things I wanted to make sure because, for example, there are multiple ways that science writers have described, like, um, I'll pull something from the book, like the four forces of flight or Bernoulli's force, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make sure that not only were we, was, was I really appealing to a young a multicultural differences who was going to make up that audience grounded explanation of the science and so for me it was you know a slam dunk source for for double checking how i was presenting things was nasa right we're talking about mm. flight 
to to who to what other source would I turn but NASA in my mind to verify some of those details that I was putting in the manuscript? Sure. No, that's actually I find that really surprising. Did you find that you had to go back through and look more at Leonardo da Vinci's own life, or was it more just kind of a uh, more of the science specific? No, I did go back and um, delve into da Vinci's life because I wanted to as authentically as I could um, in uh, when creating this in, in 2018 and late 2017 to inspire young people through how da Vinci saw the world and what he was doing because he was very much um, an iconoclast a colorful figure, truly a one-of-a-kind individual for his day, and I think he probably still would be for, for our day, too, if he were walking our streets. And I wanted young people to be inspired in how authentically he had lived and for them to, through the book and through, of course, other sources in their lives, their parents or um, whoever else those influences might be, be true to themselves. Sure. And to know that if, if Da Vinci could be a model for them, then that was a great starting point for them to try to be true to themselves as well. Absolutely. No, I think and that's to learn, fabulous. And learn some science and art along the way. Um, the book is very much an interdisciplinary exploration. So while, so while there's the, the large word across the uh, cover, science, um, because da Vinci would, would never have separated out science from other disciplines, it's very much also about art and about engineering and about the math that serves to communicate what some of that science and, and engineering are about too. That's amazing. I think that's wonderful. It's a a steam book, science, technology, engineering, art, and design and math. And there are, there are tech projects in here as well. Sure. And, and it's great to kind of start kids in that, that thought process of not separating out science and math and engineering from art. And I think that's wonderful that your book does that. Rhode Island School of Design definitely has to be acknowledged as um, in the forefront of the esteem um, awareness, national awareness in the United States, where they looked at what the National Science Foundation had done with STEM, and they said, wait a minute, there's a whole other cornerstone in art and design that's very much a part of the STEM lineup. Sure. No, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm glad that, yes, that we can give them credit for that. So speaking of of more of kind of the art, how was the illustration process done for your book? Did you have any say in that, or is it more kind of somebody else taking the book and illustrating it for you? Um, It was a blend. I took the photographs that illustrate the projects. Um, You know, if it's it's making a parachute with a payload, um, making a comet, which was a a tremendous amount of fun. Um, That's my handiwork again, too. 
Some of the other shots, for example, of Da Vinci's artwork, if you take a look at um, our um, project on drawing a 3D uh, illusion and understanding sci scientific perspective, um, and you see then accompanying that the photo of the uh, Da Vinci's work, The Last Supper, I didn't take that photo of The Last Supper. That was some stock art that um, that our publisher borrowed for the project. That's nice, though, that you have your own photography in there, and it isn't just stock images or somebody else's drawings. It adds more character to your book. I was um, so happy that among the young women who have been in Pretty Brainy, that, you know, when, when I said, hey, I need some models to show the science in this book, that um, there were um, several who came forward and said, I'll model for you. <laughs> so we have girls' hands in here and, uh, you know, girls demonstrating drag force and other things like that. That's amazing. I'm really, really glad as well that you are able to involve Pretty Brainy in your book and just kind of give a little shout out to that as well. Thank you. Yeah, I have, over the time of doing Pretty Brainy um, and being in, in our community in Northern Colorado and then other communities also in Colorado and the Rocky Mountain West um, and traveling for this work in STEAM and especially appealing to girls and young women, um, I can't help but notice that it's been gradual over time but that more girls and young women are willing to explore seeing themselves in science or seeing themselves as scientists or engineers, for example. Um, that's been so gratifying. We did a project where we were, Pretty Brainy was invited by the Otter Cares Foundation to um, help give out back to school backpacks um, filled with all the necessary school supplies for young people and they had asked us over several years to provide some activities for kids while they were waiting to get their backpacks and so we had a, um, we always had a table with a, a number of activities but one was um, from the you know like the first year through the fourth year I think we did this we asked kiddos to draw a scientist Wow. And most kids on year one drew like a mad scientist, like their idea of Einstein with his hair sticking out and, um, you know, somebody who wasn't quite sane, but definitely not, not a girl, you know, not a woman as a scientist. And by year three, we were seeing a tremendous number of girls not only drawing women in science context, but drawing themselves in that context. Wow. And um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I want to say like the first year it was something like maybe 2%. We, we would count up all the, all the drawings at the end of the day. By the third year, the numbers had gone up. And I don't remember the exact number, but it was a tremendous turnaround. And I thought, we're doing something right here. Sure. Um, but 
in their imaginations, they were willing to um, to go further and, and, and explore and see what their world could be with science as, as a, um, a backdrop for that life. That's wonderful. And I'm, I'm glad you've noticed that increase as well. It does say that you're doing something right. Do you think that, I know with Pretty Brainy, it has been taking off recently. You guys have an app, which I think is wonderful. Do you think that, you know, using the app and, and having more technology will help increase the goals of, of empowering more girls to go into science or look at science for themselves? I don't know. I don't know that answer. I know that it worked for the team of girls and young women who worked on that technology. You know, considering um, that we started the conversations about that project in summer of 2017, and we just launched the app uh, last month in September of 2020. And um, some of the girls, when we began that project, didn't yet have their driver's license. And now some of them are in college and they changed their direction. Their course of study shifted over time to, um, um, you know, going deeper into some of the sciences where they thought, well, I, I might major in engineering. Suddenly it became, you know, a more specific route into engineering. Um, one changed her major from what she originally conceived of in high school. She's, she now has a double major, and one of those majors is computer science. Wow. So that's an example of how for our team it has made a difference. Sure, absolutely. Um, for, for girls in general, I don't know yet. I think that knowing the stories of other girls and young women who they can identify can make a difference. Absolutely. No, I find that that's amazing. It's just kind of more of if you could tell me what you're working on or, or what's something you're hoping to work on in the future. And if not, that's totally fine too, but just curious. That's a great question. And um, <laughs> uh, bef- um, I can't be too specific. I don't <laughs> want to give away. No, you know, no, no. There's always that fear. Oh, if I broadcast what I'm doing, then somebody else will grab my I get that. Project. So there but there is one um, 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 a physics book that I had for a number of years for an audience of girls and young women who would glom on to steam so much more if they knew more about it. Sure. If they under if they understood how um, steam could be in their back pocket for the things they want to accomplish in the world. Um, and and so much of what they often want to accomplish has a very philanthropic baseline. Project one is grief. Mm. Um, I lost a couple of family members to illness and have experienced what it is like for the human brain to be affected by grief, and I'm so I'm I'm probing into that more, um, just how that is communicated, and and what that experience looks like because it's it's frightening but it's fascinating, um, sure. and then alongside that as well, um, I practice transcendental meditation, and it's amazing what 
TM does for the brain as well and for the whole mind-body system. And how do we get more of that information into the hands of young people? Absolutely. Yeah. There are so many benefits to meditation and, and that is one of those things that I don't think young people know as much about. So I find that is hopefully going to be a really rewarding project for you. I hope so too. I think it will. And then you and I can have a whole other conversation. (laughs) I love it. Your next book. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, Heidi, thank you so, so much for letting me take the time to interview you. I've so appreciated it. May I say one more thing? Please, please say whatever you like. I think what's so important for young people to know, and I started to touch on this when you asked me about Da Vinci's life, um, he demonstrated so well the power of experimentation and learning by doing. You know, he, he was not afraid to place himself, uh, his own body and his own soul into an experiment not knowing how it was going to turn out and to take the risks necessary to learn what there was to learn um and i think that his greatest lessons for all of us and um certainly through pretty brainy but also what i try to communicate in leonardo's science workshop is to let go of perfectionism and getting it right and 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 to to and to experiment and to explore and have that rich experience of doing just that and to let go of what the outcomes might be.